And that's really the root of our mission is to help people feel better and live better through simple means and a deeper connection to the natural world. Plants before pills, it's minerals before meds and fungi before pharma and like these beliefs that, that we truly have. And before being the keyword, there's always a place for, for modern medicine. I think it's unbelievable what science and medicine have done for us as, as humans and, and just living beings on this world. But if you're having a shitty day, should the first stop be like take a Xanax or take a depression med? A lot of these things only perpetuate the issues and have their own cascading list of side effects. So, so that's really how we approach Ned. This is the Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hey, hey, party people, my disease-preventing, mind-expanding, wellness-loving listeners. Thanks for being here and diving into the medicine with me, Mimi, and my love, Chase, and our incredible guest of honor. If this is your first time listening and you're wondering why we misspelled the word medicine in our title, it's for very good reason. We bring you guests, experts, and conversations that revolve around the knowledge to prevent disease in your body, mind, and relationships. When we crafted this title, we wanted you to recognize right away that we are referring to a very different kind of medicine. And today's conversation is no exception with the intriguing and wonderful Adrian Zimmerman, co-founder and co-CEO of NED. Although NED is probably most known for their incredible and unique hemp oil products, they are not just another CBD company that popped up when that Google search started trending. They are a wellness brand that utilizes the power of nature in all of their products, whose mission it is to help people feel better and live better through simple means and a deeper connection with the natural world. In this episode, you're going to hear all about the beautiful hemp plant and how cannabinoids can help support our health and what really sets Ned apart from other brands in this space. But... The first half of the episode is really special. Adrian goes into his personal story and how he got to his rock bottom, which then led to co-creating Ned. Listening to his story was basically like watching a movie for me. It was great. We absolutely loved this interview and know you will too. I think many of you will be able to relate to some of his stories for sure. Truly a remarkable human and brand. Adrian was super generous and provided a discount code for anyone looking to try the Ned products. So you can check them all out at helloned.com. And if you want my recommendation, I would start with the full spectrum hemp oil and or the sleep blend. The sleep blend works like a dream, pun intended. Every time Chase and I use it before bed, we sleep like babies, usually for at least about nine hours. It is seriously amazing. I have never had something support my sleep this tangibly before. So you can use the code MEDICINE, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, no E, when you check out. And uh, because this was recorded before Thanksgiving, the discount code will be good for 20% off until Monday, November 30th. If you're listening after November 30th, then you'll still get a hefty 15% off with the promo code MEDICINE, or just check the show notes below for the link. 
I'm so excited for you all to experience this goodness with our friend Adrian. And when you're done listening, please push the arrow button and send to someone you love to help us spread this disease prevention ripple. When you do this, you are a direct extension of us, and we are so grateful. Enjoy the episode. Cheers, boo. All right, you guys, we have an amazing guest today. I am so excited. Uh, my love, Chase is here with me. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and uh, we have the pleasure of interviewing Adrian, who is the co-CEO co-CEO and co-founder, that's kind of hard to say, co-founder of NED. And we are going to jump into all things CBD, cannabis, and the differences and everything um, in that space. Give you guys a little bit of a science lesson today, which I'm super excited for, for for my own benefit here. Um, Adrian, welcome to The Medicine. Thanks so much. It's great to be here, Mimi and Chase. I was I, I picked up it's the mushroom queen and the the shaman wizard. Oh man, I, I'm all in on that title. I'm all in on that title. I'm actually really stoked for everybody to be able to listen to this. Um, although we recently met Adrian, this guy is somebody that feels like we have known him for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and I know that's going to transfer well um, on the audio and podcast waves to everybody listening. So super excited. I feel like I've known you forever, but it'll be awesome to get to know you at a even deeper level and share that with the the medicine crew. Seriously, you guys, I mean, I know you're right here, Adrian, but speaking to the (laughs) listeners, um, Chase and I, the first time we like uh, met you, talked to you over Zoom, we were just like, we got off the the Zoom call and we're just like, what an amazing human. (laughs) Like seriously, just what an incredible person and you know you would assume or you would hope that most people in this quote health and wellness space are incredible but that's certainly not the case as I'm sure all of us have found and so when you meet someone that is truly just out there to help people and educate and spread goodness and medicine to the world it's and and help people who are coming up, you know, we're emerging, we have a new business, we have a new brand and, and to extend yourself for, for any sort of help and education is just, um, is amazing. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And, and blushing doesn't come through on a podcast, <laughs> but I'm certainly blushing. And, um, and it was, it was really, uh, you know, reciprocal, uh, you know, it was a great initial conversation and, um, yeah, it felt like there's just a, a, an ease and, uh, and an honesty, which, uh, is, is not always easy to come by. So, yeah. So thank really. you both as well. Well, we are going to jump right in cause we have a buttload medical term there, a buttload <laughs> of questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Adrian, something that we ask every guest that comes on the medicine is what in your life, what aspect do you love so much that you wish you could gift it to every human? Um, I think it has to be, uh, just having an international background and upbringing. I can't undervalue how amazing that has been in my life to, to, you know, so my, my mother is from Finland, my father's from Holland and, um, you know, was exposed to different languages, different cultures, cuisines, um, you know, just, uh, different views on, on the world from a very early age. And, um, I've kind of always carried like 
I don't know, all my friends always joke I'm like super Euro. Um, but uh, it's, I think just this, um, just having a, a exposure to the world um, has been such a gift in my life. And of course, one that I can control. And, um, and I just wish everybody could, could have that. And uh, it's, it's influenced a lot of things in my life. And, um, you know, travel has turned into a big, uh, big escape for me and a, a way I rejuvenate myself. And um, without my, you know, nomadic and immigrant parents, uh, I never would have had that. So, so truly a gift. And um, yeah, wish I could give that to everybody. Yeah, I love that. It seems like that's one thing, even not, not just being from or having that you know, your whole life from birth, but just going and traveling, it gives you this extra layer of almost like compassion and understanding uh, when you get back home, just to people in your own country where it's like, there are different views and cultures everywhere. And the way that I see the world and interpret and my perception is, is not the only one out there. And I think it really does help cement this layer of uh, this compassion and understanding that we, I think, all need for each other. Yeah, it's a great reminder as this world puts itself back together. I'm going to speak that into existence. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> because what's going to be critically important is getting to know others. And whether that's another country or even like in your neighborhood, right? How we fix so many of these quote-unquote issues with the world are going to take place conversationally. They're going to take place by other people getting into context and landscapes that they're unfamiliar with and uh, finding empathy in those spaces. And uh, mm -hmm. I love that you have that. And I think that has probably equipped you with being like such an empathetic, you know, human that we know you are uh, in your life. So great reminder for us all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think a big part of that is just, you know, as different as things can seem, whether, you know, it's a different language or culture, you know, at, at the root of it, we're all humans and, you know, there's a shared human connection that we all have that can, that can emerge in very unexpected ways. And I actually wrote a, a blog post about this. Um, I'm sure we'll get into my whole background, but, you know, I had a, a terrible, terrible, terrible overnight train journey in India in this cramped, stuffy, hot, train car where about an hour into the overnight journey I got the worst bout of deli belly you can imagine and oh, spent rough. uh you know spent you know about 11 hours cr crawling on this dirty bathroom floor oh in an Indian train and throwing up and you know up <laughs> out of both ends and <laughs> um and just feeling so desperate in that moment and um and the following morning as i was finally like emerging from this pretty much like catatonic state um there was a total stranger who was just a, a young indian guy who just saw how sick i looked and just emerged as this incredible hero and you know all of a sudden i realized like that human connection and and empathy and um, and, and just kindness exists and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how foreign it all felt in that moment. You know, it just is like, this is a human and we're all like 
we're all connected and we're all there to help each other. Mm, that was like your good Samaritan moment. <laughs> truly, truly. It was beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, yeah, we would love you. Just great transition into giving us a little bit of your, your background. We, we heard a little bit about the, the European upbringing and, and family dynamic. Um, how did that kind of transition into living in America and what you do now in the world? Can you explain that to us? Sure. Yeah, well, I was, I was born in the U.S. My parents uh, both migrated um, at different times, but, you know, they met at JFK Airport and then made a life here together like six wow. months later. It was one of those like great stories. Wait, they um, met for the first time at JFK or they? Yeah. Wow. In a, wow. In, a, in a taxi line. So. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom was visiting some friends. She was living in Finland and my dad was coming back from a, from a business trip and they just struck up a conversation and, and, um, and that was the start of our family. So, um, so very fortuitous, um, and very well themed with kind of what my life has been, uh, but grew up on the East coast in Connecticut and spent every summer popping back and forth, um, between Europe and, and Connecticut and, um, and then went to school here in Colorado. And then, uh, after college, I, you know, I was, I kind of saw two paths, right. It was like, go to the East coast, probably get a job in finance and sleep under a desk or like try to do something different. And, um, and I ended up moving out to Hong Kong, uh, finding a job out there and, you know, wasn't making much money. It was just kind of like, this is different. And, um, one thing led to another, like I was in venture capital in Hong Kong and then very quickly realized I really wanted to be on the other side of the table and really felt this calling to entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. um, and use that as a, as a pivot point to start working on my first company. Um, it'll be a really long story if we go through the whole series of events, but basically first company, I just got my ass kicked. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. I, you know, fisted away a lot of time and money and just came out the back end of it with my pockets inside out and completely demoralized and dejected. And, um, and this was also right around the collapse, uh, back in 08. Mm. So, um, so it was, it felt very desperate at those times, but, um, but also, you know, it was the first time I really like realized how out of the ashes comes opportunities. And, Mm. um, you know, I just, failed this company but you know a lot of my friends who were in finance or marketing or advertising um they were getting laid off and they'd all have ideas to start companies and they just wouldn't know how to take those first steps so it was how do you write a business plan how do you build a website how do you um register for a trademark and um and i had just done that so friends were asking me for advice and then they would tell their friends and you know once it got a degree away from friends, I all of a sudden had a consulting business. And through that, um, I met a future co-founder of a media company that I started in New York. And, um, and that is really how I cut my teeth in, in like the quote unquote business world. And, um, and I was still living that very quintessential New York life, right? It's like you work hard, you play hard. It's all about checking off these boxes you set out for yourself in your 20s. And 
like I just have to accomplish and achieve and like get to the next level. And, um, and several years later, we, we sold the company, um, had like my first like win under my belt and, uh, and that parlayed into a, a very successful job with the company that bought us. And, um, and, you know, I found myself then it was 2015 is where things really started to change where, you know, I was 32 at the time, very much living the life I thought I had wanted. You know, I'd worked my entire 20s to, to have a cool bachelor pad and have season tickets to the New York Rangers and, you know, be single and dating and thinking I was really cool um, with all these shiny Sounds toys. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, came out the back end of it with this like weird sense of emptiness and like understanding like, okay, these things actually might not what I want but with that came this really deep sense of discomfort because in essence my entire identity was wrapped up in who I was at the office and you know my social life in New York and you know all these things I was like working for so all of a sudden thinking like if this is not actually in alignment then like what is and that was like way too scary to deal Mm. with so I just started suppressing all that stuff and just kept going. But, you know, there were little like, there started to be these little cracks and I started to see how, you know, my, my work relationships and my friendships and like all these things started to just feel like there's a lot of friction happening. Um, and I ended up moving to the UK uh, to join a company I was on the board of thinking like, okay, it's the place. It's not the person. Like I've outgrown New York. Like I'm, you know, I'm okay. Like just need to find a new scene, like scene in, in London and Manchester. And, and that was cool for about a month. And then I just started waking up with that same feeling of like, Oh my gosh, like this can't be my life. You know, mm. this, is, this isn't my life. Like I, and it felt so misaligned and I just kept suppressing. And then, you know, eventually it all just erupted and, it happened uh, about six months into my job in the UK and I was presenting in front of the entire company. We had about 75 employees at the time and uh, it was a really simple presentation and halfway through just had a full on panic attack. My, you know, voice Mm. choked, like my, my hands were shaking, like felt like the entire world was just kind of collapsing in on me. And, um, And I had never experienced anything like that before. You know, like I think about it now, like I had anxiety. I was just in like total denial about it. And it made that whole experience a lot worse. And um, I was just all of a sudden left there to try to pick up the pieces, like what just happened and, and how and why. And, and then the next day I broke out in shingles. So all of a sudden there was this like physical manifestation of all this stuff I was feeling. And, um, Sorry, just to stop you for a second. This this reaction, this panic attack, this kind of breakdown situation. Do you think it started as kind of like a a, a mental? Um, do you think it was it started in your mind and then manifested physically into shingles, or was there something like physically wrong, or was it just like a culmination of like this this empty feeling that you were talking about? Yeah, I think it was everything's connected right so it's definitely like 
you know, when I look at my life, when I got altitude on it and finally it was like, it was work women party. It was this like cycle of like, you know, I work and I make money so I can go out and party and meet women. And, and then it just feeds this like endless cycle. And then when there's an imbalance in one, then all of a sudden I try to lean harder into the others. And it was, I think it was a cycle that led to a lot of dishonesty and starting with dishonesty with myself and, Mm. uh, and knowing that, you know, going to bars four or five nights a week, which I was doing for work, you know, I guess you just redo in New York, but, um, but, you know, obviously that wasn't healthy for my body and my mind and I wasn't getting great sleep. And, and then there was, um, you know, the, the pressure that was building from work and constantly always having to deliver and try to one up what I had just done. And it, it felt like I was like Sisyphus every quarter, right? And like just rolling that boulder up the hill. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, man. Like very similar work party, um, so many external stimulants. And what's funny, at least for me, it was never like a major unhealthy move it was just small little decisions consistently and constantly that were slowly pulling away uh, or pulling me further away from my bliss and Mm. shit i mean to use another biblical reference before you know it you're sitting in the belly of the whale like you know Mm -hmm. story of jonah and you're like how did i get here Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know i think the for me is like i don't think i knew what bliss was you know, like, I don't think I ever took the time to really try to get altitude on it and try to really feel like what actually like aligns with myself. And I'm sure we're as children, like we all have some sort of like state of, of innocence and bliss. But, you know, I think I never really took the time to take inventory on it. So this burnout and this, you know, the, the flames that ensued were really, um, a product of just neglecting myself mm-hmm. and uh and that again that takes a lot of different connotations it's it's physical it's emotional it's uh it's spiritual and these are things i just never had experience with and um when this moment happened and you know i guess the end result was i ended up getting fired from this company um they brought in this hot shop from new york to you know, take them to the next level. And there I was having a panic attack in front of the entire company. So it was a really devastating moment in time. Um, Of course, I look at it now and it's the best lesson I've ever learned. And, um, you know, it was another crossroads. It was 10 years pretty much to the date that I uh, that I started working and made that first choice of going to Hong Kong or going to, to New York. And, um, and all of a sudden I was faced with this new crossroads, which was like, go see a therapist, go get some Xanax and just keep going and, you know, do what I have been doing or like really take a step back, try to get altitude on my life, try to look inwards and try to figure out like what the heck just happened. Hey, Blue Fang. All right, we got to talk about the G word, glyphosate, also known as Roundup. 
You know that weed killer stuff that your dad sprayed on dandelions in your yard? Well, it's actually licensed as an antibiotic and it's actually being used on the majority of our foods by conventional and even some organic farmers. This means that every time we eat foods that have been sprayed with glyphosate, we are consuming antibiotics. So not only are we repeatedly wrecking the diversity in our gut microbiome, but glyphosate has also been linked to liver disease, cancer, hormone disruption, birth defects, infertility, depression, and more. So this is a really big deal. And you're not alone if the glyphosate battle can sometimes feel overwhelming. I totally get it. But instead of feeling helpless, I want you to be informed and empowered. There are brands that are doing the extra work and going the extra mile to provide the glyphosate residue-free certification on their products. One of those brands is Organifi. When you use a scoop of any of the Organifi superfood blends, you can rest easy every time knowing that each one of Organifi's ingredients, whether it's the medicinal mushrooms, adaptogens, or other health-supporting herbs, are carefully sourced from organic farmers who do not use glyphosate. Because I prefer to live my life without chronic disease, I am obsessed with finding foods that are certified glyphosate-free. I do not want this toxic antibiotic in my life or in my body. Being your own best health advocate starts with understanding exactly what is going into your beautiful body. And Organifi makes it so easy for us. My favorites right now are the green, the red, and the gold also known as the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. To grab this bundle or any of the other glyphosate-free Organifi products, go to Organifi.com and use the code MIMIFIT at checkout for 15% off each and every order. That's M-I-M-I-F-I-T at checkout for 15% off. Or just check the show notes. Remember, once we know better, we can do better. And now, you know. Cheers, boo. Um, yeah, I like that term, get altitude, mm-hmm. because it really does put it into perspective, literally, that you almost have to like purposefully and voluntarily have like an out of body experience where you like zoom out and, you know, you're able to observe yourself like in your life and thinking with no bias or anything like, what the, what am I doing? Like, what mm-hmm. is any of this? This what is this life that I've created? And you're almost looking at it as you're looking at someone else's life. Anyways, that's what I interpret when you say get altitude. It's like get a, a different view on your life than as the the liver, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I think it's that it's a, it's a common analogy. It's like you can't see the forest through the trees, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just so focused on what's in front of you you know, and like, you know, like big S and like all this, you know, the, the spiritual community lingos, the monkey mind and all this stuff like that, that prefrontal cortex that just is so in control of the way we think and do and act, you know, when you can really get above that, that's when all of a sudden you can start understanding what's actually happening within you. Yeah. I'm sure a lot um, of people will be able to relate to that. Uh, You know, maybe not the details, but like just that feeling. Uh, I don't, I know definitely both of us have. And I think it's like a really common thing that's not talked about a lot. This feeling of what is my life and 
is this it? Shouldn't there be more? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're so right. And I think that is that thing that we all share is at some point, you know, at least most of us, I would think have some sort of existential crisis in a way or, or question, if not a crisis is like, yeah. what are we here for? What is the purpose of this? And it can't just be making money and buying a house and having a family. Right. Yeah. Dying. Right. Cause it's like, we enter this world the same way we leave, which is naked and alone. And mm-hmm. uh, no matter what you accumulate in your life, like it's not coming with you to the next place. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think it's like those questions that were probably starting to pile on all the way back to 2015. And when I had that panic attack and, and I was at that next crossroads, it was like, okay, like I, I just couldn't keep going. Like I was physically and mentally broken, which was, you know, I, there's a pill for that. I'll just keep going. Like yeah. that wasn't really an option. I knew it was just going to perpetuate the issues. So I took the, uh, the other route, which for me, you know, came to me on a uh, little road trip. So right about a week after, you know, the whole panic attack I had a friend's wedding in Seattle so I flew out back to the U.S. and then my parents now live in Northern California for most of the year and then Finland in the summers. But um, I was like, okay, I'll just take a little road trip. I haven't been on a road trip since college. So I'm going to take a road trip by myself. I'll go buy a cheap tent at REI and rented a car and just started cruising. And it was the first time in 10 years that I had actually spent a real significant amount of time outside. I was hiking I was sleeping outside I was you know finally getting that little step away from just this this chaos and it was on that little road trip that I was just like I I just need to go away and kind of pulling from my you know experience traveling and growing up internationally I was was like okay I'm gonna just like rattle the cage and go somewhere I've never been and bought a one-way ticket to Kathmandu and uh, where's that that's in nepal oh okay <laughs> yeah my own geography is not so great yeah <laughs> i it was one of those places that i had never been um i knew it, there was like at that point i just really had no grasp of spirituality or any like anything like what all like the you know startup communities had started talking about at that point which is mindfulness like i didn't know what that meant so I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go and just like see where that, that lands. So I went out there and thinking I'd be maybe gone for a month, two months. And fast forward two years later, I was still on the road and just spending time just completely breaking what had become my normal, mm-hmm. which was like, I wasn't working. I wasn't you know, spending a lot of time in screens. I was reconnecting with the outdoors. I was continuously just like really trying to just be uncomfortable and, mm. and simplify. And without spending too much time on that journey, like, you know, it was everywhere from, you know, in essence, like accidentally discovering some spiritual practice and meditation and ended up doing a Vipassana, which was a 10-day silent meditation Mm. wow it's like the ultimate practice of altitude like that really started to unlock a lot of these 
these lessons and starting to allow me to understand that the way I was living my life was really, was truly misaligned with who I was Mm. and uh, came out, you know, the back end of that with just a, a completely new view of, of myself, which of course translates to, to how we view the world. Um, but, you know, I really could break it down into three big lessons. And, and I think one was first understanding just the power of the natural world and how essential that is to our humanity and to be in nature and to have a connection and yes. to, to be able to look out into the distance and see a mountain or a valley and be like, I'm capable of walking there. And I could do that if I want. And not yeah. feeling like, oh, but totally. like, I don't, I don't have the right shoes and I don't have like, <laughs> um, you know, I don't have water and like, we figure it out as humans, like it's in our DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, the second big lesson was just finding the deepest appreciation for simplicity and uh, getting back to basics, whether it was just the act of living out of a small backpack for two years or, um, just re-engaging in really simple skills, whether it's like chopping wood or, or gutting a fish or, uh, you know, sailing, things like that, Mm. that are so essential to our ancestry and our, our, you know, human evolution that by sitting in front of a computer, it's just like gone. And then, uh, I think it really just made me feel capable as a human, not so much as a professional, but as a human. Yeah. Uh, Like a walkabout. It was a good total walkabout. Definitely. Um, and then I think probably the third and biggest lesson was understanding like real human connection. Mm. And I know we talked about it very briefly on our first call, um, but this sense of like, okay, human connection really starts with honesty and honesty with yourself. Because yeah. without, if you're not being honest with yourself, you can't be honest with others. And when you unlock that dialogue with yourself and can truly just yourself and bear your soul and talk to other people honestly all of a sudden there's real human connection yeah and they're like that is the foundation of it and it um it was incredibly valuable because it was completely elusive in my in my life in new york where it's like you know my my friendships and relationships they're they were a mile wide but an inch deep yeah and, yeah you know Been there i've yeah. So I thought it was really cool. Like when I left New York, I had, you know, a couple hundred people at my going away party. And like the reality is I talked to maybe 10% of those people these days. And it, it was just this weird, like ego thing that mm. really had no substance. So um, that just goes to say, like, I think that level of altitude just started to sh- change the way I was approaching life, you know, at that point it was it was not yet professional but you know certainly in relationships with friends and family and and eventually romantic relationships where you know previously i think another big part of this burnout was like i felt nothing and it was like this i was in my own way because i wasn't allowing myself to be honest with with myself or others mm. so when it came to romantic relationships it was like this revolving door of just like there's got to be something that will like unlock, like somebody will change me. You right. know? And, um, and the reality was 
there was just no honesty and I wasn't allowing myself to just like be vulnerable. So this time away uh, separately was also like a really good time to experiment with that because I think I was in essence undateable for two years. So it was just like, I could have these really honest romances along the way and, and practice this sense of like, okay, like we know we're going to go separate ways in a week, but like, let's practice, like, let's just be honest. And mm-hmm. it started to like unlock possibilities of like, whoa, like, you know, it's kind of, it's really sad. We have to say goodbye, but like the silver lining is like, I feel something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like a, a beautiful thing that I was able to bring away from that, that has, you know, been in the route. I would say arguably the biggest evolution in my life is just this like ability to like discover true, uh, what a true relationship can be. And that's awesome. I only emphasize that just because I hear your story and I think it, it really, it resonates a lot with me because I mm. think there is that coming to terms with like, you know, like you can only control what you can control. And as if you're not leaning in, how can you ever expect something to work? You know, you can, yeah. yeah. So, so that's, uh, yeah. And that, I love that. that I feel like I just like, I just like lived a beautiful, like drama cinema, like cinema, you know, like this could, what you just explained could very well easily be like, acted out by like Hugh Jackman, you know, <laughs> like he's learning how to like live and love and love himself and you know, be right. honest in the world. I mean, really important things though. They're so critical just to, to, to finding fulfillment and mm-hmm. something as simple as like you said, fishing and gutting a fish mm-hmm. in our modern life, especially in the States uh, and, and in the urban environments uh, you have so many efficiencies and conveniences that you are born into and there's nothing wrong with them. Like, I'm not going to say there's anything wrong with them, but at the same time, we haven't had the option or availability to like see them from their initiation all the way to, all the way to their completion. And then to use an example, like food is so readily available and it's easy and it, because it's so convenient and easy, there's a slippery slope into mindlessness when you consume food and something for us that we've made an absolute emphasis on in our adult life would be to understand the entire life cycle of those things that we are consuming to the point of potentially even getting to know the farmers, the animals, et cetera, or the the plants themselves so that there is this deep appreciation for the consumption of food and the energy and the life that it gives us, as well as the fulfillment of the meal itself. I guarantee you, and it sounds woo-woo, but when you show gratitude and appreciation for that complete life cycle, the caloric energies that you are consuming are far more fulfilling. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's just woo. You know, I think there's this, it can be dressed up like that, but there's like, there's science to it. Right. Like if you, um, you know, like if you look at, at meat, for instance, right. Like, I'm not a hunter, but I've heard this analogy used often is like, you know, if you have a clean shot and the animal doesn't suffer before it dies, like the, the nutrients and the quality of that meat are significantly better. Mm. Um, and wow. if, 
if there's uh, suffering and there's despair at the end of its life, like there is a, a, a diminishment of what that will offer back to you. So, um, so yeah, I think there there's something real to it, and I think having that, you know, for for all humans, having like a sense of of understanding of the entire cycle is incredibly valuable but again to your point elusive in in our modern efficient lives Mm -hmm. i feel like you just the that experience and background that you just explained of your life um it it almost sounds like the the hero's journey and you learn this thing you know, on your walkabout, or you discover this about yourself. And then it's like, how do I now bring this back into the world that you, you know, currently live in Colorado, you're back, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in a, I guess, quote unquote, more convenient or normal life. And how do you bring those concepts back into what you do now and with your company? This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Real Mushrooms. Okay, so you're listening to a podcast with a giant golden mushroom on the cover art. You've heard me shout from the rooftops about the amazing, healing, dynamic intelligence of mushrooms, and you're curious. You want to start incorporating some mushrooms into your daily routine. This is great, but I've got some good news and some bad news. We're going to start with the bad news. If you go to Google right now and search mushroom powder, there are about 122 million hits from that search. And the large majority of those supplements are not actually mushrooms. Wait, what? How did they get away with this? Well, what you're actually getting from most, quote, mushroom companies is something called myceliated grain. This is the growing medium that eventually leads to mushrooms, but it's not actually mushrooms. It'd be like if you grew sunflowers and ground up the seeds with the shells, the petals, the leaves, and the stem and called it sunflower seed butter. It may have some sad amount of seeds in it, but it's not seed butter. With these so-called mushroom products, it may have some sad amount of mushrooms in it, but that doesn't make it mushrooms. And sometimes the company itself doesn't even know what they're selling because they're amateur growers or they're buying from a third-party supplier who is buying from the actual source. It's like a bad game of telephone. All right, here's the good news. There are ways to know for sure if your mushroom products are legit mushrooms or if they are some mystery combination of very expensive grains. Later on in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five ways to tell if your mushroom products are legit. Stay tuned, my loves. Yeah, well, um, you know, the, the, the big myth would be to say it's easy to, to yeah. maintain that, you know, the wisdom, the altitude, like, you know, in uh, a modern convenient life, efficient life, like things can certainly fall out of balance pretty easily so i think it's a it's a constant check-in um and you know i think the first thing was you know first and foremost while i was still traveling was uh giving something back to the world so like i started really by it took me a year before i actually published this first blog post about burning out and what actually happened uh but as soon as i did like this article went modestly viral on medium and 
I started out getting, you know, complete strangers reaching out and being like, holy shit, like this exact same thing happened to me. I didn't know how to articulate it yet. Like, so I think that was a, a jumping off point to like how I could, you know, kind of introduce this into my, into my life. Mm-hmm. And so first, I guess, was really opening a dialogue and, uh, and also just being able to share photography and something like creative, something that I didn't know really existed in me, uh, along with writing. So I think that was the, the starting point. And, um, and also just, yeah, just talking and sharing was, was a big piece of it. Um, when I found my way back to Colorado, I was at a friend's wedding uh, in Utah and was just road tripping back here with, uh, with a girlfriend who I'd met in India. And it was just one drive through the mountains where I was like, okay, like it's time to come back. And at that point there was no Ned, there was no like, you know, substantive business, but it was just this kind of like, there were these building blocks kind of all coming into place. And, uh, and when I got back here, you know, Rhett and I had been, Rhett is my co-founder. Uh, we'd been friends for 10 years. We knew each other from our New York days and, um, and he had moved back to Colorado a few years prior and was in this job that he felt really just kind of, you know, just soulless from he's, and hotel furnishings and mm-hmm. you know he'd work hard to sell these things i would just end up in a landfill six years later and wow. um, so uh so we had even along the way like we had been in touch and just started like noodling like you know it could make sense to do something together and um and you know when when i got back to colorado he uh he had already been experimenting with a lot of different natural remedies uh really um really starting when his mom got sick back in 2014 and she had breast cancer and you know they caught it early enough where there was a very small chance of recurrence but um but you know there's still that question of like should she do chemo and should she do radiation and you know, thrash her body, or is there a, an approach that could, you know, be more kind to her? Yeah. And so that's where he started really exploring uh, natural remedies. And, and CBD was one of those things back in 2014, 2015, that was just starting to emerge and just starting to like, be a thing and Boulder being a, a you know, a centrifuge for all things natural wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he had started experimenting with CBD then and eventually had been trying brand after brand, but wasn't really like resonating, wasn't finding that, that you know, full cycle story of like, who's growing this stuff? Why? How are they growing it? You know, it's just showing up in these bottles that were like varying quality. And um, so he had started that summer of summer of 2017 started driving around Colorado and meeting farmers and just just trying to like do a little digging while he, his wife and daughter were out in, in Europe and uh, and right around the same time I was moving he was up in Paonia Colorado which is this epic little farming community on the western slope of Colorado not far from Aspen Carbondale area and uh, you know, drove up onto the farm and his farmer was literally out playing music to his plants. And uh, um, it was this small homestead where 
he was growing on a single acre and you know was a former cannabis guy and was just out there just like just giving love and giving gratitude to his plants and you know was already you know was was purifying the already pure water and making his own compost tea from all these amazing rotational crops and fruits that were on his on his on his land and um and it all of a sudden clicked like okay there is something better out there and there is such a thing as like quality over quantity when it comes to something like hemp Mm -hmm. and that in essence he you know drove out the driveway and called me right away and he's like buddy i think i found something we can do here (laughs) and um and that was the start of it and uh from there we um we took an afternoon and and tried to climb a mountain outside of boulder here uh we got shut down by a blizzard but took that time to really lay down the principles and the foundation and the ethos and the why of our business and did that before we did anything else we hadn't spent a penny we hadn't you know, invested any of our own money yet. And um, it was really just an exercise of like, okay, like if we're going to put a message out into the world, what is it? And mm. I think pulling from each of our experiences, like for me, for me and him both, like the natural world is a really big part of it and mm-hmm. knowing how healing nature can be. So we wanted that to be really part of what we did beyond products. It's like, first and foremost, we need to be an engine for for educating educating and and uh really advocates for the natural world yeah um simplicity being a big piece of it you know like all this stuff can be really obscure all these acronyms cbd and cbn and endocannabinoid system and all this stuff that's like it's like whoa like how is anybody supposed to actually understand what that means so a big part of it is making it approachable and just honest and simple and accessible and um, and then another was really giving a sense of place to where these products come from, who touches them and why. And um, so our farm and our farmer have always been part of our story. And you don't have to look any further than, you know, our, our products have the GPS coordinates of the farm right there. So you wow. truly know where your product's coming from. So cool. Um, yeah. So, so that really led into creating the brand Ned. And, and Ned is that embodiment of simplicity and colloquialness and just, it's very approachable. And, and that was the, the genesis of Ned, but behind Ned is also, you know, a lot of thought and a lot of honesty and a lot of soul bearing. And, you know, I think making our community part of that journey has really allowed us to, to grow and differentiate in this space. And, and, um, and in a space that has just gone crazy as everybody oh my gosh. knows. It's just so, blown up in the last few years. I, I, there's, I mean, you put CBD on anything and it will sell just because of the <laughs> hype, the buzz, and they may not ever feel anything from it. They may not ever get any, uh, you know, uh, noticeable outcome or benefit. And man, it's just so buzzy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe give a give a synopsis or a breakdown a little bit about Ned and about the products specifically and, and what separates Ned from kind of the, the noise around CBD that's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the first important thing to note is is Ned is has never set out to be a CBD company. You know, we've always considered ourselves a wellness brand because 
you know, beyond just this hemp plant, there are so many plants and herbs and roots and minerals and fungi and algaes and all these amazing things that we can source from nature that do uh, do heal us and do help us feel better and live better. And and that's really the root of our mission is to to help people feel better and live better through simple means and a deeper connection to the natural world. And uh, and when you unpack that, that really means that we're creating a better first line of defense before we have to turn to over the counter yeah. or prescription mm-hmm. meds. That's great. And first line of defense is really the big piece of it. And it's kind of fallen into this, like we have a, a bundle of quote unquote taglines. It's plants before pills, it's minerals before meds and fungi before pharma. And like these, these, these like little, like these, these beliefs that, that we truly have and before being the keyword, you know, because there's always a place for, for modern medicine. I think it's unbelievable what science and medicine have done for us as, as humans and, and just living beings on this world. But if you're having a shitty day, should the first stop be like, take a, take a Xanax or take a, a, a you know, depression med or, right. you know, and it's become all too prevalent. And a lot of these things only perpetuate the issues and have their own cascading list of side effects. So, so that's really how we approach Ned. And um, we happen to just literally be gifted this first product line, which came through the connect connecting with uh this farmer up in paonia and um so we started really with just a, f- a few products we had our full spectrum hemp oil uh, that came in three different strengths and then we had a body butter that had full spectrum hemp and i say full spectrum hemp because uh you know, this is our first like lesson here, right? So yes, please uh, let's get C- into it. C- CBD uh, is one single cannabinoid. There are over 113 cannabinoids in the in the cannabis sativa plant, which is both marijuana and uh, and hemp. The only difference being that hemp has far less THC, which is the psychoactive comp- the psychoactive cannabinoid. So. You know, with this emergence of CBD as this incredible, you know, healing plant medicine, it's actually not CBD. It's the the full spectrum of hemp cannabinoids. So, uh, you know, we kind of think of CBD as like the lead singer in a rock band, right? Like the lead singer is on the album covers, it's getting all the glory, but without its bandmates, like it actually doesn't have an impact. Uh, mm, or right. nearly as much of an impact. So, um, so I keep saying full spectrum hemp because that embodies the the natural uh, biological profile of the plant. It has CBD, but also all these other amazing cannabinoids like CBC and CBG and CBN, and like there's 113 of them. Uh, wow. But it also, but it's also terpenes, right? Like terpenes are the aromatics of the plant that all have their own distinct healing benefits. Uh, it's, it's flavonoids, it's, it's all these different constituents of the plant that really create what's called the entourage effect. And that means that they're all working together to maximize impact. And if you take a CBD isolate, which there's plenty of out there, mm-hmm. 
you're not actually doing much. CBD itself mm -hmm. doesn't actually even bind to our cannabinoid receptors. Uh, it basically just kind of like changes the shape, kind of opens the door. And it's a lot of these other cannabinoids and terpenes that do the work. So, wow. um, so that's like one big misconception at the gates is that CBD is like, it's got to be CBD oil. And people like say, oh, you're selling full spectrum hemp. That's, that's not even CBD. The reality is it's mostly CBD, but it has all these other amazing constituents. Mm -hmm. And if you see CBD on product packaging, you should actually like look at that pretty skeptically because you're actually not even allowed to put CBD on your label. It's an FDA rule. Do that because CBD is an ingredient in a pharmaceutical called Epidiolex. Mm -hmm. Dietary supplement companies like ourselves cannot put CBD on our label. So mm -hmm. if you see CBD plastered all over the packaging of this or that, like they're actually, you know, in violation of FDA compliance and could very well just get yanked off the shelf. And if they haven't put the money or time into figuring out compliance, you know, yeah. that's, that's kind of a, a, a red flag. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. a good, that's a good tidbit. I know you're already blowing people's minds because I think like you already said, there is this misconception that CBD is is equals good you know and that there are there's a lot of education that goes into understanding what makes a real top shelf premium product i i, I didn't know there was 113 cannabinoids so that's really really interesting um is there anything else that the the consumer you know should be looking for in you know if they are looking for this kind of like top shelf premium oil what should they be looking for? What, what are some key words or phrases? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, full spectrum being the big one. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of different ways to extract, you know, turn the plant into the product. Uh, so the way we extract is using a, a very gentle and cold food grade organic ethanol based extraction. And we do that at minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And what that in essence does is allows us to uphold the biological integrity of the plant. Um, if you're doing a, a, a butane or propane or supercritical CO2 extraction, like a lot of times you're introducing unnecessary heat and pressure into the process that can actually burn away a lot of the, the good constituents in the plant. So, uh, so I think cold extracted is another one. Of course, we're biased because that's our process. But you know, we've we've looked into every process, and we don't have the the ego to say that we wouldn't improve it if we figured out a better way. But uh, truly, think that's that's the best way. Um, and uh, you know, I think that sense of place is really important, right? You know, there's anybody can reach out to any of these like big white label companies and just slap a label on a bottle of something and go sell it. But the reality is you probably don't know where it's coming from. You know, last year, pretty much every farmer in America with square acreage and all the big, big ag guys were growing hemp because they saw it as this big gold rush, mm -hmm. but they're growing it the same way they're growing mass ag corn and soybeans and alfalfa mm -hmm. and using massive combines to, to take down these plants and you know a lot introducing a lot of shortcuts into the process and you know when you truly like look at the the buds or the hemp flowers as we call them of 
you know, a small batch, beautifully grown, hand harvested flower is like this is something you would like see on high times, you know, even though it doesn't, <laughs> right. it does not get you high at big discount. <laughs> you don't get high, but you see some of this other stuff that's out there and we've seen it all. It looks like high school ditch weed. It, like, <laughs> it looks, it could be like oregano, like sprinkled in a bag. Right. It's like, so, um, so there is this incredible variance in quality starting at the ax side. And then probably most importantly, I would say is, is looking for third party labs. You know, there's uh, plenty of instances where, you know, I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Business Insider that did a deep dive and tested the products of 30 CBD companies. And uh, I think 26 of them had either less than or zero CBD in them. Wow. So it's like, you know, if you're not looking at labs, yeah, you, know, you might not actually be getting what you pay for. Yeah, that's really yeah. good information. It's the wild, wild west in the supplement space so many times. Mm-hmm. And the things that can actually um, pass through any sort of filtering, it really does blow my mind. Yeah. But honestly, you know, one of the, some of the best things that you can do as a consumer, in my opinion, is look into the company and not only look for, for testing and things of that, that nature, but like who are the founders, who are the decision makers, go see what podcasts they're on, mm-hmm. go see what interviews they're doing, listen to them, how they speak how they talk about the product. Um, do they talk about it like it's a friend, like it's this th- thing that they value and love? Um, or do they talk about it like this you know, sales uh, gimmicky? Moneymaker. Money prostitute. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, that, I think that is an underrated like superpower if you're really trying to get an understanding of what you're about to buy or consume yeah. to do is to like scrub the earth for the people who are involved with this thing that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. What are some of the yeah. uh, major benefits of, if this is the first time that someone's listening and hearing really about the details of um, cannabinoids and hemp and everything, what would draw someone, what would make someone want to start using hemp in their life? And what are some of the major benefits that maybe you've seen in your own life and that you've heard uh, from your, your customers and people? Yeah, well, I think um, to understand like what it does for us, I think it takes a little understanding of like how it interacts in our bodies. And the quick and and dirty of it is that, um, you know, we all have what's called our endocannabinoid system. And um, it's actually the largest system of extracellular receptors in the human body, which is pretty crazy because it actually wasn't even discovered until the mid-90s when a bunch of researchers in Israel were researching the effects of THC on the body. And um, what came out of that was an understanding that we all have naturally occurring cannabinoids in our bodies. They're called endocannabinoids. So these are things like anandamide, which tell our immune systems how to respond to problematic cells. It does a lot of communication in our bodies, various functions. And uh, similar to many things, like with poor nutrition, with aging, our naturally occurring endocannabinoids can actually become diminished. So all of a sudden, we're out of balance. It's the same thing if you have like a magnesium deficiency, Mm. uh, you all of a sudden are completely out of whack. So so what plant-based cannabinoids are doing, which in this case are called phytocannabinoids, that's what CBD is, that's what CBN is, CBG. Uh, it's actually supplementing our 
endocannabinoid system and these diminished uh, endocannabinoids. So I know that's a lot of like cannabinoid, 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 uh, <laughs> that hopefully everyone's following me. But uh, in essence, what we're doing is, is supplementing naturally, uh, naturally occurring uh, compounds in our, in our bodies. And endocannabinoids, which are the human-based cannabinoids, are actually found in things like breast milk right mm. uh, it's like that foundational to your health and our wow. balance and um so uh so that's really what uh what's happening in our bodies is we're restoring balance to this massive system and um when we bring back homeostasis into our bodies that's when all of these like quote-unquote benefits really start to take hold is you know uh if you have inflammation that might not be some you know uh specific thing other than a great imbalance in our bodies same thing with sleep issues and anxiety and like you know we talk a lot about gut health and and mental wellness like it's it's all like very connected right there's if you have an imbalance in any of our major systems like there are these cascading list of, of consequences and mm -hmm. uh so by supplementing with uh with hemp and cbd or restoring balance and um and allowing these systems to kind of function normally which um brings me to my next point is that you know i think there's a, a great expectation with uh not just hemp but many natural remedies that it's kind of like a an acute quote-unquote treatment right like you take yeah. it once and poof your anxiety is gone right. yeah like, that's actually not the case it's very much a cumulative effect and probably the the three biggest factors there are time consistency and serving size so um so typically we will hear from customers that anywhere from like seven to 21 days is the window where like the benefits really start to take hold um and similar to a lot of vitamins if you stop taking it all of a sudden you actually start realizing like oh like i actually feel a lot yeah worse right. all of a sudden you feel it once you stop yeah i hear that all the time with hcc yeah and uh and then finally with serving sizes you know it's crazy that you know everybody's endocannabinoid system really behaves differently and might be more sensitive or less sensitive where you know a hundred pound 70 year old woman might be taking more than like a 300 pound 30 year old man and, um, you know, it's really about finding a sweet spot and we always have a guideline of where to start, you know, start slow, start low, but it really takes some experimentation to find that right serving size. And, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think the, the, uh, the thing that's kind of counterintuitive is, um, you know, if you don't, if you're trying to like get a better night's sleep, so we just launched a sleep product that also has elevated levels of cbn which is actually what thc turns into at the end of its psychoactive life hmm. um which is why i fall asleep on the couch all the time <laughs> 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 exactly. so, uh, okay for all you mushroom lovers as promised i'm going to share five ways you can tell if your mushroom products are legit mushrooms or if you've been paying for very expensive myceliated grains First, if the product says U.S. grown, it's likely myceliated grain. Second, check out the color. If every one of their products looks like the same shade of beige, it's probably myceliated grain. True mushroom powders should vary in color. 
Third, you can do a taste test. Mushrooms are very earthy and sometimes bitter. If it tastes at all sweet, it's likely myceliated grains. Fourth, look at the ingredient list. If it contains fancy sounding words like myceliated brown rice or oats, mycelial biomass, full spectrum, primordia or exocellular compounds, that's myceliated grains. And finally, you can tell it's legit mushrooms if it comes from the company Real Mushrooms. You can probably guess why they chose their name. Real Mushrooms are the highest quality mushroom extracts I can find. They are 100% mushroom, certified organic, they have no added fillers or grains, and they are third-party tested multiple times. You can add their mushroom extract powders to things like coffee, tea, smoothies, or oatmeal, or they also have capsules if you're on the go. My favorite real mushroom product right now is the Lion's Mane, and my man's favorite is the Cordyceps. For a hefty discount on real mushroom powders and capsules, go to realmushrooms.com slash Mimi. Real Mushrooms and myself are committed to bringing you only the best. We got you, boo. Okay, back to the episode. That sleep product is oh no joke, you guys. Yeah. Like, it works. I've used it probably three or four times now. And the first time Chase and I both used it, we were out for nine and a half hours. Which for me doesn't happen. I'm up at 4 a.m. every day, except weekends I sleep in till like 5.30 and I'm usually just itching to get out of bed. But like, I was so relaxed. I'm like laying in bed, like stroking Megan's face. And so not only did it help me sleep, but it put me into like a gentle lover's like mindset as yeah. well upon waking. So it, it was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, I just used some last night and um, it, I speaking to finding your, your sweet spot. The first time I used kind of a, a heavier dose and uh, last night I used about half the dose and that seemed way better. Um, for, for me and my system, I just like slept like a rock. And it was one of those feelings. I mean, we know when I get up and I'm like, man, I slept like shit last night. You feel it throughout your day. And I think that's, it's something that's not quite sexy yet is sleep, but it's mm-hmm. so integral to every system, to, to recovery, to your mental state, to your immune system, everything. And so I think, I mean, props to you guys, because I, I, that was a a touch point of, uh, you know, I wanted to speak to today because I was like, that stuff is no joke. It works and it works beautifully. (laughs) Like I feel awesome. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that, that product is really, um, I mean, it's, it's, been received in a way that I don't think we any of us really expected it was just really I think but it's one of those things we all sleep right and so many of us especially recently with everything that's happening whether it's new cycles or pandemic like there's a lot of stress we're all carrying and Mm -hmm. stress can lead right into not sleeping as well Um, but what's funny is that you know if if you're looking for a better night's sleep you know, and you don't take enough, like full spectrum hemp can actually have a stimulating effect. Mm. So it can actually like keep people awake. Right. So that's like speaking to that sweet spot is like, okay, like if we're saying take a full dropper and you're 
you know, a frequent cannabis user or like might have already like a, a pretty awake endocannabinoid system, like you might need a lot more and it actually might keep you up. So we, um, one of those things that we offer with our, with our, uh, with our membership, which is basically our subscription orders is, uh, everybody gets a, a free one-on-one wellness consultation. Mm. That's and, awesome. Um, and in essence, it's just a way to like better understand how to find that rhythm of time consistency and sweet spot just because we're, we're all so different and it's not one size fits all. So. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, Yeah. It's really great that you guys do that because uh, it's like ensuring that your customer is taken care of and they, they have all the, the knowledge that they would need to, really like harness the beauty and the, the maximum potential of what you guys already know is there. It's just like another outlet for people to understand it and, and take hold of it in their own life. It's, it's wonderful. For sure. Yeah. 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 So it's cool. And, um, you know, come January, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting time for us because we've, we've seen such this incredible growth of our community since, since we launched back in 2018. Um, and this is January, we're launching our first non hemp non CBD product that we really see as a flagship. And it's our finally first like established foot into being a wellness company and not just a CBD company, mm. um, which is a really exciting thing for us. We've been working on this magnesium product for well over a year and mm you know, working with scientific advisors and uh, food scientists and really trying to find this like perfect balance and perfect uh, blend of different magnesiums and amino acids. And um, so it's, it's really exciting for us to just like see this evolution unfold and, and do so in a way that's been honest, been transparent. And it's like, you know, going back to that original question of like, how has, how have all these lessons fed into, you know, how I approach the world now and, and seeing how these lessons have actually not just, uh, you know, fed into the business, but actually have really supported the business in a very productive way. Mm. Um, Business decisions have been really easy for us because it's like, okay, there's like a, a, cheaper faster way to do something or there's the right way mm-hmm. yeah and it's like it's the decision is already made for us right because we, yeah. we've already set our ethos and our values and they're in, they're in stone so um so it feeds into everything we're doing and the way we're hiring and the way we're building our team and the way we take care of our community and um it's been a really uh validating thing for us to to know that you can also do well while doing things the right way and you know in the long run it really it 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 benefits everybody your customers mm-hmm. it benefits the business it benefits you know all the charities you give to and mm-hmm. um helps you sleep better at night i mean aside from the, the sleep exactly knowing like, yeah. that you're doing everything that you can to make this an honest and good fundamentally good business is I think huge on the uh, just karmic output in the world mm. from, from you as a person. It's huge. Um, you know, something that I love so much about, you know, now knowing you and being connected with Ned is that um, it's a cool opportunity that we're facing right now where people in general post 
pandemic or in the middle of it have more concern over their health and well-being than maybe ever before in a long time in the health and wellness space so much of it has been filled with kind of like the weight loss and or beauty space people Mm -hmm. are looking for a quick fix to make them either look better or um, like lose weight quicker something along those lines well now the priorities have shifted a little bit from consumer demand and although they may still be looking for a quick option they are focused on how do I feel better? How do I holistically get well? Um, and that means there is open space in the marketplace from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. It is going to be critical for brands and for people like you and and you know Mimi and I and Organifi to come in and provide education, um, to provide confidence and and uh, elimination of fear that you have the power and there are things from nature mm-hmm. um, that we can provide for you to fully equip yourself to take on all these, all the madness that's going on in this world um, and, and, and to find health and wellness for lack of a better term. But yeah. it, it's, mm-hmm. I love what you're doing because although it is white space and it's open space uh, in this marketplace of health and wellness, um, it will be so critical that the consumer is educated yes. uh, enough to be able to filter through what is, kind of noise and what is capitalizing mm. on on this versus who is actually trying to empower the world. Right. And yeah, I mean, just echoing that is what you're doing, what we try to do every day is deliver equipment. We are equipping you, the consumer, with tools and education for you to be your own best advocate so that you trust your own intuition above anyone else for your own individual health. And I think that this, that is, has never been more important than today in 2020 for each one of us to be, to take that ownership and to take our power back and to realize like, no, I am smart. I can do research. I can do the hard work. I can do the legwork to figure out what is actually best for me and my life and my health and not looking to these external parties to keep us quote unquote healthy, which isn't actually healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I love that, that this is just, this is another safe and effective and powerful tool that we can all have in our tool belt of being our own best advocate. So props mm-hmm. to you because I, I just, it comes across and um, I love knowing the backstory that now I can go into the world and recommend Ned to literally anyone because of all the values that you guys are, are have instilled from the very beginning and, and what you continue to do and, and deliver for your customers for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And likewise, and you know, I think the, the other, the other side of it too is, is hoping that like everything we do can act as really beacons for, for all the new companies. Cause I think there are so many amazing companies that will be emerging over the next you know, several years as we enter this new uh, awareness of, of health and, uh, and natural remedies. And, um, you know, if we can show that being honest, being transparent and, uh, and making the right choices rather than just the cheap choices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If we can all do well while doing good, then, you know, I think this world starts to shape up in a much better yeah. and more honest way definitely yeah, what, a- what do you see i mean even just we've we've been talking about dates like oh 2015 2016 even going that far back cbd 
and cannabis was so much less talked about. And it's been five or six years, even the last decade, especially it is, it's everywhere and it's well known. Do you think we're tip of the iceberg with the benefit of cannabinoids, CBD being one of them, or is that kind of reaching its potential and there's something more to be desired from like, you know, magnesium or something like that? What does the future look like for this space, either with cannabinoids, CBD or others? I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of progress and, uh, uh, evolution to still happen with the, cool. the hemp and cannabis space. I think cannabinoids are amazing. And the, the more that we, uh, unlock the potential of specific cannabinoids, the more that we'll really start to understand the true benefits and, um, and, same thing with terpenes, right? It's like right. terpenes themselves have such incredible healing benefits. And, you know, I think, uh, I mean, there again are endless uh, plants and herbs and roots and minerals around the world that all have their place, right? Like totally, magne- magnesium is, is such, it's the seventh most abundant mineral in the universe. It's the third most abundant mineral in our bodies. Like it is everywhere. And yet, 75% of us don't get our daily magnesium needs met. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, so I only go on that tangent just because I think there's, there, there are very simple answers. And then there are these like things that we start to unpack. Right. So with cannabinoids, like we, we've been working on a CBN product, which is our sleep product for, for some time, but you know, there's so many different ways to, uh, to, to harvest and extract CBN. And a lot of it's done through isolation and using crazy, uh, you know, chemical conversions Mm. and, and things that just like, you know, don't quite align. Uh, but you know, as things evolve, like better processes are happening and, um, you know, and we just continue to learn about the potential of all these things. And when you can unlock potential while also adhering to, to values and, and respectful processes, then, you know, I think we're really winning. And, uh, where something like magnesium, it's like on, on the surface, it feels really simple, right? Like, it's like, oh yeah, like we, we need more magnesium. Like I should just take a, a magnesium supplement. Like it's not, that simple because there are a lot of different ways that magnesium can absorb into your body and a lot of different places in your body that magnesium can go, whether it's your blood or your bones or your brain. And, um, and a lot of these things, uh, you know, really dictate how, uh, efficacious they are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so, so I think it's really an exciting time for, for natural products because, you know, when, when science is applied to an already amazing natural product and you can, uh, identify, uh, processes that are still very natural that can only aid absorption and benefits. Like it's, the future is very bright for this entire natural betterment space. Yeah, I definitely agree here, here. Um, this is the last, uh, question from me because I really do want to be mindful of your time. You've, you've given us so much and been so generous and we are so grateful, grateful to you um, just sharing all of this information and backstory and everything. Um, the medicine podcast is all about disease prevention for body, mind, 
and relationships. And we want to know what for you currently feels like the medicine, quote unquote, for your body specifically. Um, my body has definitely been the outdoors, just being out in nature and just, you know, using yesterday as an example, just creating a little transition ritual for myself where I go from like a crazy day in the office and instead of just walking straight in my 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 house here in Boulder, I just took an hour to to walk and mm. to be outside and to get fresh air and sunshine and uh, and that is everything from my body like it just brings down all the cortisol levels and just yeah. allows me to just cruise yeah love that there's probably some overlap for the next question which is what is the medicine <laughs> for your mind right now um also nature but um i think uh something i have been doing now for for a couple of years uh, um has been breath work Mm. And, um, you know, breath work is incredible because it's, uh, you know, when you, when you do breath work and I'm talking like halotropic breathing in these different modalities that in essence will offset the levels of oxygen and carbon dioxide in your blood. Um, basically your body almost goes into like a, a semi-state of trauma or shock mm. where unessential extremities and just parts of our body will start to shut down. And that's why people like will get these like weird crampy fingers when they're doing breath work. But what's also shutting down is the prefrontal cortex, which is that like, oh my God, oh my God, like what's what could be really good, what could be really bad, what's ahead of me, what's behind me, like what just happened, what's gonna happen? Like this monkey like, mind. The monkey mind. And uh and when that turns off, like holy shit, like yeah. Things totally. just flood out. <laughs> yeah. And and that is like the best mind. Uh I mean it's as close to a, a heavy psychedelic you can mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. with just with just like a, a you know, 30, 40 minutes of breath work. Wow. That's intense. Love that. Um and what about for your relationship or relationships? What feels like medicine for you currently? Um this Notion. I kind of mentioned it briefly before, but uh, I'll, I'll use my relationship with my now fiance, Brittany. Um, you know, employing this like just practice of leaning in, um, and leaning in is something you do very consciously, which is like okay, like something really just uncomfortable happened, or I'm just like not in the mood to to you know have a, a confrontation, or you know just getting like a little bit of space from those like reactions and then just making the choice to lean in. And, um, you know, I think so often we, we find ourselves like, like leaning out. And when we lean out, that's when things really start to, to, to go off the fritz. So, yeah. um, so leaning in has been a really great practice. It's been this thing that we've consciously done and, um, you know, and it's something that we always just use two little fingers. So it's just like, okay, like, like, it's a very easy thing. Like if one person leans in and the other one isn't like, there's still a ch chance, but if one person is leaned out and the other person is leaning in, like there's no balance there. And it just, mm. yeah. so if we can both be making that choice to lean in, like we'll always come back together. And, yeah. um, and that's been really powerful for, 
employing this new uh, sense of just honesty and openness and in relationship for for me and bringing that into to my relationship with Brittany and seeing just how powerful that has been for uh, for for you know albeit three plus years now it's still a short time but so far so good yeah I love, love that. that beautifully said oh my gosh I got it for me I got I need elevation in my life I need to lean in in my relationships and you know for my body I'll take a little Ned yeah yes <laughs> love that um so when when all the listeners um want to check out Ned where can they go to learn more and to get their hands on some Ned uh they can come to helloned.com so h-e-l-l-o-n-e-d.com uh we're pretty much 100% e-commerce so all our products are there ship quickly and um and of course we haven't talked about it yet but we'll of course offer a a 15% discount to your to your listeners so great yeah well you you guys can check the show notes for that yeah yeah perfect perfect awesome thank you so much adrian you are an earth angel for sure (laughs) and we are so (laughs) grateful to um, have you on the podcast and to learn from you and to hopefully continue um, a beautiful relationship whatever that looks like in this world and uh, yeah thank you so much we're so grateful yeah thank you both and there's a chance actually i'll be out in san diego in a couple of weeks so awesome. that's the case all right you that's know the case um, yes yeah cool well thank you both this is actually the first podcast i've done in, in a couple months and it's been amazing and super fun to to get to know you both better and um yeah i very much look forward to the future and and more chase and mimi in my life <laughs> yes, right. love, love it, it. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in and uh, we will talk to you next time. Go check out Adrian's amazing company, Ned, on Instagram. They are Meet Ned as well. And you can check the show notes for all the links and discounts. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye.